Today, we've got somebody back on the show who is going to talk about some of the fastest growing marketplaces in the world for Amazon, Amazon UAE and Amazon KSA. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Helium 10's got over 40 tools for e-commerce entrepreneurs. I know how overwhelming it might seem to try and figure out how you're going to learn how to use everything or maybe even to know which ones you want to get started with. So for a completely free course that's going to guide you through learning everything you need in order to become a Helium 10 expert, visit the Helium 10 Academy. That is h10.me forward slash academy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we are going on the opposite side of the world uh, today, uh, coming to us live from, I believe, uh, Dubai. We've got Crystal back on the show. How's it going? Hey, Bradley. Very good. Thank you so much for having me back. Very excited to talk amazonian with you <laughs> yes let's do it let's do it you know i'm here in uh feeling the nostalgic vibes i'm here in my um i'm not going to call this the original serious sellers podcast uh studio because we when we first started we were in another during, during the podcast we were in another uh small we work office way way back in the day but this was our second yeah. ever podcast studio i'm here in uh, irvine california at our uh, cool. original helium 10 office doing some meetings this week so not in my regular studio but you you are, um, you've been in uh, Dubai how long now? Since, well, I officially moved to Dubai uh, in 2019. Myself and the company, okay. we moved to Dubai in 2019. So not a very long time. All right. About about the same time since I've been in this uh, this office here. So if you're looking for uh, Crystal's backstory, we're not going to go too much into it today. You can go to episodes 304 and 376 uh, she was on. So just h10.me forward slash 304 or forward slash 376 and and uh, you can you know see you know a lot more of her backstory there but today I want to you know catch up because now it's it's uh you know pretty much uh, it's 2024 and we are you know in a new world where Amazon is opening up again to to other marketplaces you know there was a time where where it seemed like it wasn't really opening up to to new marketplaces and there was a time where there was just booming you know opening up in UAE and Saudi Arabia and and other places. So I wanted to kind of like see what's going on in that region. So first of all, in that area, it's not just Amazon UAE, but, but what are the other uh, main marketplaces in your uh, region over there? If you are a seller that's based uh, or, you know, you, you launch on Amazon in the UAE, you're not just serving the UAE customers, but you're serving UAE customers, Saudi Arabia, Oman, Kuwait, and most notably and recently Qatar, which became quite a popular country because you know if you're if you're soccer fans or yeah or World Cup fans, then that's a really cool country. So yes, as a seller, now you could just send your products over to Amazon in the UAE, and you'll be able to access all of those countries as well. Okay, interesting, interesting. Now, which token is that connected to? Because I like, for example, if I'm selling in Amazon USA, that's like the North American token, but it actually also includes, you know, Mexico, uh, Canada, and actually Brazil. 
Um, you know, if I'm selling in, in, in Singapore, that's part of like the Asian token includes like Japan. And then there, there's Europe, which just with the, you know, once I'm in one marketplace, I'm in all, all of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is that, is that region connected to Europe? Is it connected to, to the Asian, uh, marketplace where as long as you're selling there, it's, it's pretty much just a few clicks. And then of course your business information, uh, where I don't have to apply like from, from scratch, uh, or is it its own separate, uh, entity? It's really cool that you brought this up. So let me just clarify again. Amazon doesn't have uh, an Amazon, like unlike in Europe, where you have, for example, Amazon Germany, Amazon Spain, Amazon France. Amazon still only has operations in these three countries that I mentioned. However, they do. uh, You as a seller, it'll be much easier for you because you can just simply have your products warehoused in the UAE and sell them all across the rest of these countries that I just mentioned as well. Amazon has its own entity uh, for the region dubbed as Amazon Middle East. So um, it is part of your global marketplaces for anyone that is currently an Amazon seller. You could just log in, add a new marketplace, and you'll find the Middle East. And you'll find three countries under the, the Middle East, KSA, UAE, and Egypt. You will not, unlike uh, North America, you'll not be automatically, uh, you, not, not all three markets are going to be automatically, uh, you're not going to be enrolled in them. You're going to have to enroll in them separately. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Now, um, I think as far as helium 10 con- is concerned, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's tied to one of, I'm, if it's its own region or tied to another place, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You guys are tied to that Europe. That counts like yes. when you're, yes. Oh, tied to yes. Europe. Okay. Cause yes. That's important for some customers, like or anybody who uses software like Helium Ten. Everybody does it the same way. Like they count like how many marketplaces you're in, not necessarily mm-hmm. by each marketplace, but by the token. So, so mm-hmm. like for example, a certain level of Helium Ten, if it says you're allowed to connect two tokens, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. just like two marketplaces, like U.S. and Canada. It actually still counts for one, even Mexico mm-hmm. and Brazil. And then mm-hmm. if you're in Europe, that actually counts for two. So I think what you're saying is like, hey, if you if you are selling in Europe or whether you're not selling in Europe, um, it counts as all, as just one token. So you don't have to like get another Helium 10 account guys, uh, you know, uh, to, to be able to, to access our tools for the UAE uh, yeah. marketplace. Now, what, um, how's it been? You know, UAE is now, you know, been there for a few years, uh, Amazon mm-hmm. UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the number one grossing marketplace from the ones that, that that you mentioned or has Saudi Arabia come up or what would you say? So let me give you some numbers, um, which are quite interesting. I'm looking at my phone because I have like these slide, these um, pictures of us in the actual event. So that I just mentioned. So um, if you look at all of the stats coming out of the region, you'll find that, you know, the numbers are really promising. Uh, just to, just as a backstory as well, the region isn't that big population-wise. Like the whole of the Middle East is probably the same population of just the U.S. alone. So this is not a very big market. So these numbers, uh, which you might not consider very big if you guys sell in the U.S., but based on the population, it's quite it's quite interesting sure. seeing that. Um, two of the strongest countries when it comes to e-commerce are really just the UAE and Saudi because they have also the biggest population. But what's estimated to sales in e-commerce are estimated to reach about 56 billion U.S. dollars in 2025, which is a really good growth and a really big spike. Uh, Very interesting. But that's e-commerce sales in general. 
Now, Amazon, mm-hmm. in the recent year, what they shared during the event was what they saw in uh, 2023 was a 49% sales growth on Amazon UAE and a 65% sales growth on Amazon KSA, which is quite interesting. Um, the reason why I think KSA is picking up slack. I, I, I know what it means, but just let everybody know what yeah. you're referring to with KSA. Oh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Sorry. Yes. So it's Thank Saudi you. Arabia. Yep. <laughs> so the official the official, uh, or the shorter version of saying Kingdom of Saudi Arabia or Saudi, Saudi yeah. Arabia. Is I, I knew that, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I think no, there's a right. popular YouTuber with that right. name. So like some, some people might have oh. gotten a little bit confused, but yeah, just making <laughs> sure we're all on the same page. But perfect, that's perfect. KSI. But yeah, you're right. You're right. KSI. You're right. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. So, uh, it, so the sales growth is quite significant. It's simply because um, Saudi Arabia started a little bit later than UAE, Amazon-wise. That's what I mean, started. So Amazon launched in 2019 in the UAE and then at the end of 2020, early 2021, which is obviously not, it wasn't an easy time, they launched in Saudi. So that's why. Plus, Saudi, Saudi Arabia or KSA is bigger. Like it has three times the population of UAE. So I think it's natural to see Mm. those growth. Um, Another number that I think would be interesting to share is something that they call the new to brand, uh, which is very much a a, a salesy type of platform type of uh, metric that they follow. Um, We'd like to dissect it with you a little bit further, Bradley. But what they said was the UAE is experiencing about 38% increase in new to brand customer growth. And Saudi Arabia is experiencing 67% in uh, new-to-brand customer growth. Interesting, interesting. So that's, you know, some promising promising numbers yeah, yeah. Um, there. Now, uh, is every, you know, for somebody who's not familiar with the region mm-hmm. uh, and the operations there, is it very similar with how Amazon operates everywhere else? You know, like most customers will be able to get, you know, same day or one or two day delivery and, and you know, there's different, there's FBA warehouses all over the place and, and just like the, the, the system is exactly the same um, or are there some intricacies due to local laws or, or the region? That's a really good question. Actually, they are exactly the same. And I have another number to share with you if I can find it. Um, it's based on what Amazon is trying, how Amazon is trying to expand in the region. What they're trying to do, and this is according to Amazon's metrics, not to mine, okay, not my metrics. Uh, what they're, what they've done is when it comes to storage. So let's let's dissect the storage part of of your question. Yes, mm-hmm. all FBA, everything is there. Same day delivery, um, next day delivery, probably not two day delivery even. Quite, quite good fulfillment centers and quite good uh, logistic support. Uh, when asked, uh, a lot of customers say the reason why they like buying from Amazon is primarily because of convenience and not because of price. So that's something to, to be aware of. It's not a very price sensitive market, but obviously everybody likes to, ha- to get a bargain, you know. Um, Amazon currently is it's increasing its capacity in the UAE by about 70%. So they do have about five fulfillment centers and they're opening up mega fulfillment centers in the UAE. I think they're positioning the UAE in particular to be the hub for the rest of the Middle East. 
Um, they obviously also do have uh, lots of storage warehouses in Saudi Arabia. I don't have numbers for that. And what they're looking is they're looking to showcase and to but they call it showcase, but obviously they want to onboard new sellers. They want to reach 100,000 sellers by 2026, all focused on SMEs and not necessarily large brands and retailers. So that's cool. Okay. All right. Now, wh- you know, like when you look on the Amazon website and, and mm-hmm. look up like or Google like Amazon Middle East, it, it mentions the two marketplaces we've been we've been talking about, mm-hmm. um, which is. Uh, you know, UAE and and KSA. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what I don't see, you know, there advertised at least is is Amazon Egypt, but it, yeah. but it mentions that like Amazon Egypt was also something taken over from a Souk uh, yeah. Yeah. website. Like like is, is it fulfilled from Amazon UAE? Is it completely separate, or what's going on in Egypt? You know, Egypt is one of the most interesting markets for me. Uh, Population-wise, it has 100 million people. So it is technically Mm -hmm. one of the biggest countries uh, in the Middle East. Um, And it's a very promising market. Uh, However, based on the logistics and how difficult it is for uh, foreigners and foreign sellers to be able to import, export products into uh, Egypt, what Amazon have done is they're just op- operating it as a local Amazon market, meaning they're really focused mm. on supporting uh, manufacturers and sellers in the region sell on Amazon as an additional sales channel. And it's not really opened up to um, to foreign sellers or to international sellers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So then if I am a foreign or international seller, would you suggest uh, I go at the same time in UAE and KSA, or is one a better starting point uh, than the other? That's a really good question. We get a lot of people reaching out to us for support, especially brands that want to you know, really come into the market. Um, they're potentially already have feelers in the market. They know their product might work well. So we always tend to suggest that you get started in one market, which is probably the UAE. It is the most easiest market for you as an international seller to get into. Launch your products in the UAE and then sell on Amazon in KSA. What do I mean by that? So Amazon did recently release a program, which we are a part of, and we we support all sellers with that program called AE. To SA, which basically means they want to support sellers uh, try to expand from the UAE to KSA with support with things like logistics, shipment, product registration, and also being able to immediately open your global account from UAE to Saudi. The reason for this is because the laws and regulations in Saudi are quite difficult when it comes to importing products in particular, as opposed to the UAE. Um, I think the country is definitely making a lot of changes. I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of things that are happening nowadays in Saudi. So it's a really, really interesting country. But still, when it comes to business, there's still this problem. Amazon really recognized this and they saw that um, SMEs, which are the majority of Amazon sellers, aren't able to easily uh, logistically get into Saudi. And that's why they thought the easiest way would be to just help and support them get from UAE over to Saudi with the help and support of Amazon. Okay. Now, uh, I know UAE is in mainly English marketplace as far as the language that you make your listings in. What about the KSA? Is it also English? Um, 
Honestly, honestly speaking, let's talk about the actual consumer first. Yes, Amazon mm -hmm. in the UAE is, uh, like you said, Bradley, because you have a lot of insights here. Uh, yes, primarily English. You do all of your cataloging in English. However, in UAE, they did actually have to change the uh, back end, the sell Amazon Seller Central, to be also in Arabic. Because primarily the main language spoken in, well, the language in the region is Arabic, of course, but the UAE has about 80 or maybe a little bit more than 80% expats, all English speaking. So the market yeah. itself is very heavy in English, whereas in Saudi Arabia, it's it's the national, the, the actual language of the country, which is primarily Arabic. So you can so list So then you your, need to create your listings in Arabic for for KSA as opposed you can, to English? You have the option of creating it in both English and Arabic. You have the option mm. of creating it in Arabic and getting uh, Amazon to translate it to you uh, in English, sorry. Yeah, and getting Amazon to translate it in Arabic if you want to. Or you can log in and tweak the Arabic uh, content as well. In the UAE, we don't have that option. So we catalog all of our listings in English and the website mm. automatically just translates the language into Arabic. We can't, we don't have any input as to if there's anything wrong with the, with the wording. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Makes so sense. not right. a lot of work um, for, for translation companies here in the region. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be quite easy for you guys to, to be able to list your products for sure. How about one success story each? You don't have to, you don't have to mention names or exact numbers, but one success story each from somebody that you know having success in UAE from outside of the country, you know, could be somebody from Europe, somebody from North America, who, you know, maybe one of your clients or just somebody in your network who who says, hey, let, let's try UAE. And then, then they were here and now they're here. And then also somebody living in in UAE. Like I know we had uh, uh, one of somebody from yeah. your network last year yeah. uh, on the podcast. Uh, I think he was originally from, uh, Serbia. from Serbia, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah. but. An, an, another kind of like success or just just to give people like an idea of like what the potential is of, of re, you know showing examples of real people of course uh, i'm going to give you two examples of actual clients that we've worked with being an amazon uh service provider we work with a lot of key accounts from amazon so they send us a lot of great accounts that we can help especially when it comes to strategies which is what we love to do what we see in the region here is that uh, especially you know, the numbers that I told you about earlier, new to brand numbers, um, those are primarily because larger brands in uh, the Middle East, such as the, the recognized brands that you guys know and love that we all buy, like Apple, Samsung, those types of brands, don't really take Amazon seriously in the region. It's just, um, an, just another sales channel for them. So uh, that's why I think really savvy entrepreneurs are able to just come in, swoop in. And if you know how to sell to the Amazon customer these days, because, you know, you really know how to sell. You really need to know how to sell in this uh, market. Then you'll ab you're able to pick up uh, where these brands have left off. We recently actually started working with uh, Prada. Prada sunglasses. Um, we don't work directly with the Prada company. We work with the distributor of Prada right here in uh, the UAE. And they are a prime example of a retailer that was just, you know, they just have their products on Amazon because they need to. Uh, they don't have, their team is amazing, but their team has no knowledge of Amazon. They're just an e-commerce, uh, like a couple of e-commerce people. They know a little bit about websites. They know a little bit about that, but they don't know a lot about the intricacies on Amazon. 
And uh, because we made a lot of the changes to their listings, we were able to understand who their key client was. And mind you, Prada sunglasses are not cheap. (laughs) Of course, you know that. Mm -hmm. So we were able to actually increase their sales during, definitely during Black Friday without doing like a crazy discount. But we focused a lot on some of the viral Prada sunglasses that were, you know, viral now on TikTok. We were able to increase their sales by about 500%. And that's just during Black Friday. So um, what the, the key takeaway of this uh, story is to understand that sales are there, customers are there, but it's also very important to understand how the customer operates on Amazon, how they like to purchase products, what are their buy, buy, what are the buyer personas, and how to talk to those buyers. And still, large brands like Prada still need to do the same thing. Another story would okay. be one of our brands that we recently well, as of uh, three or four months ago, we started working with. They are a dog treat company. They sell natural dog treats based out of Poland. They are one of the largest. They're a really, really popular brand on Amazon in uh, Europe. We helped them from start to finish enter into Amazon in the UAE. It was quite difficult because they sell natural raw dog treats for them to enter into KSA. So what we did was uh, support them, you know, to, to get these products into the UAE is not really that complicated. If I were to compare it to any other country, they do require registration, things like makeup, things like supplements. Of course, these products do require registration, but the registration is quite simple. It takes about 15 days. It's very uh, inexpensive to do, very easy, easy to get done. So we did that. We launched the products. Um The pet industry here in the region is booming since 2020. Everybody now has pets. You see pets everywhere. But uh, obviously, pet stores sell the same exact products because it's the same distributors. So uh, customers who are looking for things that are different, looking for things that are unique, whether that be pet accessories or food or anything like that, opt to search for them on marketplaces like Amazon. And that's where this company was able to, you know, really come into the region and be able to take a huge market share on Amazon. And now from Amazon UAE, they've also launched in KSA through the program that we just discussed. Are there other kinds of of selling that are having success in 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 KSA and UAE? For example, obviously we mainly talk about private label yeah. here, but you know, there, there's people who do wholesale mm-hmm. uh, arbitrage. You know, I'm not even sure if KDP is a thing um, over there, but are other forms of selling, you know, like maybe entry points for people or pretty much the, the way to go is, is private label in those marketplaces? That's a great question. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I mainly work with private label. That's why I always have the private label lens on. I love private label as well. But yes, for sure, other other selling models. And obviously, you don't need to pigeonhole yourself. If you are doing private label, you can also do reselling as well. KDP doesn't exist in the region. I would say uh, retail arbitrage is quite impossible. Amazon is making it very, very difficult for sellers to to just you know sell sell just products that they buy from from stores. Uh, but reselling is 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 available. And yes, um, we don't deal with you know I don't have direct relations with anyone that does uh, reselling. But I do obviously in our community meetups. I do meet a lot of people that are doing reselling and they're doing quite well. The only thing that you would need to think about uh, is you just need a larger catalog 
because of the size of the market, you're not going to have products that are selling thousands of SKUs, thousands of units per day. So you would just need to think about expanding your catalog. And that's what you need to do also for private label. You just need to think about the strategy. You need to expand your catalog so that you can uh, generate the revenue that you're used to generating in markets like the US, as an example. But yeah, reselling, very popular as well. A lot of people actually go to the local markets here in uh, because we have a lot of wholesale Chinese local markets. They pick up just generic products and they resell them. And a lot of people uh, sell branded products. They go directly to the distributors, buy products, or they even buy them from uh, recently, I met a, a great young lady. She started selling on Amazon. She buys all of her beauty products, everything from uh, a distributor based in France, and she sells them. She sells like very recognized brands on uh, Amazon in the UAE, and she's killing it. And she just started. She's she's in university, and she's doing really well. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, um, something that's I think a lot of. Uh, you know, sellers uh, might wonder is, all right, you know, like this is all sounds well and good. Um, how do I get started? Well, you know, using, you know, a, a lot of your clients using Helium 10 to do product yes. research and, and keyword research. And then what are they, uh, you know, for KSA, um, are they kind of just, you know, using like brand analytics and things since Helium 10 is not, uh, does, doesn't have the research tools yet over there? You guys have left us hanging in KSA, but you are promising me, Bradley, that soon, nobody knows when, <laughs> we're going to have Helium. Not promising. Not promising. But hey, I, I, what I can promise is that if the demand is there, we'll make it. So like if somebody's listening on the show or, or some of you know, your network want to make sure that Helium 10 opens up for KSA, uh, you guys need to like make your voices heard and send customer service uh, messages to say, hey, please, we need these tools for KSA. <laughs> I think that's what everyone did for UAE. I think your customer service team was like, help. <laughs> so yeah, happy to do it in, in KSA as well. Let's go. The population is bigger, so I'm sure you're going to get three times the amount of uh, of requests. So yeah, uh, uh, exactly. We, you know, almost everyone, because Helium 10 is a really popular tool, you guys are doing great and we love it as well. Uh, Helium 10... Uh, is primarily the tool that people use in UAE. Unfortunately, there are no tools currently for KSA. For us, yes, we use brand analytics and such, but unfortunately for new sellers, they try to piece together any type of information that they can find. They maybe use Helium 10 for UAE and try to... They're very similar markets, you know, very, very similar um, type, of type of customers. Uh, so yeah, they, they just try to make do with, with what they have. What um, for a foreign entity, what are the requirements? Uh, what is Amazon asking to set up the uh, account? Like it is if I'm a UK business, can I just use my UK you know, corporation? If, I'm a, if I have a USA LLC or I'm a private individual, do I just register that? You know, do I have to have like importer of record, you know, like Japan has? Uh, what, what are what are the, the obstacles that I need to think of uh, before going ahead and getting started over there? Really cool. Um, obviously, like any region, I know I'm painting it as very positive, but I, I look at it as a, as a great region, of course. But of course, just like any, any endeavor you guys want to do, um, you need to research it. Expansion is great. Growth is great. But growth comes with risk and uh, being uncomfortable. So if you're happy with that, go ahead and do it. Um, I think, uh, and I, I did say that with you uh uh, on the earlier, maybe the first ever podcast, I think Amazon UAE is one of, or the Middle East in general, is probably one of the easiest 
uh, markets uh, that Amazon have for you to set up as a seller? Absolutely, yes. You can get started with your LTD if you're a UK-based seller. You can get started with your LLC with your, if you are a US-based uh, seller. Absolutely no problem at all. Um, and you can also register a company here in the UAE, avoid paying taxes if you like, and uh, sell on a setup on Amazon in the UAE as well. But it is very, very simple. You just need uh, a business license. You can even open a professional account without a business license. You can just use your, uh, uh, your ID. Uh, you just either need um, your business license and a, a copy of your ID, or you need your ID and a bank statement. Very simple, and you'll get it done. It's a very simple process to to open an account for sure. Uh, PPC costs, you know, like usually in, I mean, I think in America now, people are like, oh my goodness, PPC is so expensive. But you know, in my experience, I've seen in a lot, some of the other newer marketplaces, it um, it's it's usually lower. So is that what is that your experience comparing it to like U.S. and Europe, where the the per click fees in UAE and KSA are a lot less than what somebody might be used to paying in other marketplaces? I wish you didn't ask me this question. <laughs> that's the only positive thing that I, that's the only negative thing. No, PPC is actually quite expensive here, which is very very odd. Yes, it's very interesting, very odd. Um, however. This is where it becomes really interesting. Um, uh, sponsored brand, sponsored display ads are quite expensive. However, everything that you get as a as a trademarked or a brand registered uh, seller on Amazon, such as video ads, uh, uh, banner ads, are quite inexpensive. The re the reason is the majority of sellers on Amazon, especially the new sellers, are not brand registered here in the market. Um, however. The so so that's why that that part of ads is quite cheap, dare I say. However, standard ads are somewhat expensive per click. Mixture of things. Obviously, everybody wants to advertise these days. You know how Amazon is, but also potentially because there are a lot of new sellers in the region. So when a new seller launches, you know, they just want to get started. They really want to test out the product. They are willing to sacrifice that product. So they start bidding. Uh, more than they need to, guys, come on. So they start bidding a little bit higher than they should, which basically gets the PPC ads to be quite expensive. Well, based on how, how I think they should be. But yeah, it is somewhat high. It's it's not a cheap place to, to, to advertise for sure. Okay. All right. Sticking on the potentially negative kind of things. <laughs> What are the, like, do we, is, are, is the same kind of maybe black hat things happening over there or is it maybe less, you know, like in American marketplaces, there's a lot of like maybe, uh, you know, listing high, getting hijacked or fake, a lot of fake reviews that maybe don't get uh, policed or, or people trying to do shady things. Like, again, since that's a smaller marketplace, is that not happening as much, you think, like, like some of these shady practices or is it just as prevalent over there as it is in other marketplaces? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think when it comes to reviews, no, not that much. When it comes to hijacking, yes. But listen, um, I get a lot of messages on Instagram. I got a lot of, uh, like, we get a lot of calls to the office, people just asking us for, for help. And they say, oh, my listing got hijacked. And then I discover they're not brand registered. They're just selling a standard product. And I say, well, that's not hijacking. That's just, you know, that's just another reseller. So yes, yeah. uh, if I were to say, are there hijackers? Yes, there are. 
But mostly it's not actually hijackers. It's just, you know, the standard business format of Amazon. But some sellers don't actually know that that's the case. When they launch on Amazon, they think, you know, they own the product, they created the listing, and nobody else is allowed to sell it. Um, And some hijackers that we have discovered don't do it because of uh, black hat tactics or anything like that. They actually resell a product because they think they're allowed to. They think that's how it works. Um, So we normally actually just communicate directly with the seller and we say, look, you know, you're selling this product. We haven't permitted you to sell it. We don't even have to go through uh, Amazon brand support. Like we could just talk directly to the seller and they're willing to just remove themselves. So it's not as as prevalent and it's not as tough to uh, it's, it's quite easy to handle for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, before we get into your strategy uh, of the day, a um, couple things. So I'll, I'll be in uh, Dubai on January, night of January 11th, 12th. So we're going to be planning, uh, Crystal, something I maybe yeah. either, uh, I'll probably come in too late on the 11th. So it'll probably be like a seller breakfast or something mm-hmm. like that uh, the morning of the uh, the 12th. So if people want to, first of all, just if they want to reach out to you uh, at all to, to ask follow-up questions or get help with UAE, or they want to reach out to you just to find out details about whatever we're going to do on the uh, January 12th. How can they find you uh, out there? Um, first of all, I'm, I'm really happy. You've got really great loyal uh, listeners, me being one of them, of course. Uh, but whenever we did our very first podcast, I got so many follow-up questions. And it's really, really exciting to see people excited about the potential of coming into the region please feel free to reach out to us. You know, it's, we're happy to help you in any question that you have, even if it's just a small question. The easiest way to reach out to us is through our official website, which is www.ass, Amazon Sellers Society, MiddleEast.org. Or you could just simply find us on Instagram, Amazon Sellers Society, DM us, and we'll be able to help you with anything that you need. We will be, uh, obviously, once we decide, Bradley, what we're going to have for breakfast and where we're going to have it, we will be announcing it as well. So very excited to see a lot of people come to the breakfast, a lot of Helium 10 uh, uh, you know, a lot of Helium 10 people from the network also now live in Dubai, especially that, as you know, in January, the weather is absolutely wonderful. So I hope maybe even people will fly in. Who knows? Because the region is really quite close. So if you live anywhere close, you could just hop one hour and come to yeah. the breakfast. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now, what is your, uh, you know, Close this with a 30 or 60 second strategy uh, of the episode. Go ahead and hit us with one. (laughs) So thank you. Um, First and foremost, I always hear from new sellers, especially in the region here, that Amazon is such a saturated market. Um, I think we've been hearing about Amazon being a saturated market probably since the beginning of Amazon. Um, Tools like Helium 10 can definitely help you find really cool products to sell. But nowadays, the Amazon customer The e-commerce customer is no longer uh, just uh, build it and they will come type of customer. You really need to hone in on your sales skills. You really need to know how to build a framework for a product that customers can buy. We see it all the time. Customers come to us and they say, sellers come to us and they say, I'm spending so much money on ads and I'm not generating any sales. Is it a platform problem? What is it? Is it a product problem? And 99% of the time, it's because they are not 
They don't know who their buyer is. They don't know how to talk to their ideal customer. So they're just listing the product and hoping for the best. Nowadays, that's not something that you can do. Make sure that you work on your strategy and you'll be super successful on platforms like Amazon or anywhere you decide to sell. And good luck. Awesome. All right, Crystal, thank you for uh, coming back on the show. And it'll be great to see you in person. Again, so my first event, uh, I did an event with you uh, yeah. a couple of years ago in Dubai. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, look forward to seeing you in person again and uh, wish everybody the uh, best of success if they're expanding to Amazon Middle East. See you guys mm -hmm. later.